here for another session of brother the brother where we just have some conversation about items that are pertinent to what's going on about men of color african-american heritage that we have a love for one another but sometimes we always don't get the opportunity to chit chat chop it up like we do in the barbershop from time to time so this is what this forum is about and i have a very very special special guest that will be joining us here in the next couple of in the next couple of seconds. Um, you know, last week we lost the great Bill Russell. This brother was an exemplar of, of judgment. I mean, he was an example of civil rights, human rights. Not only was the boy bad on the basketball court, he was just bad in life. But he was more than just an athlete. Again, he was a human rights activist. He was a father. He was a, he was a, I would say, a politician. He was more than just putting the ball in the hoop. So tonight, I invited my good friend. He's a clinical social worker, Mr. James Holland. And we're going to talk about putting the student back in the student-athlete conversation. Unfortunately, a lot of times, especially our boys, we just applaud them for what they do on the court, in the field, and on the track. But we don't applaud them for what they do in the classroom. So tonight, we're going to talk about how, as the football season, the basketball season, school is, is coming back in, how we can applaud our boys both on and off the field. So with that said, I'm adding my man, Jimmy Holland. What's up, baby? What's going on, man? How you doing today? Oh, man, I'm doing well, bro. I'm doing well. I like the brim, baby. I like the hey, brim. Hey, if I get it to show right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit still, baby. If you sit still, we this didn't fall still. in. You know, if you sit still, <laughs> if you sit there you go. Just sit still. It'll fall in. It'll right. fall in, man. So, man, so how you been, bro? It's been a little bit. Man, I'm blessed, man. Uh, thank you for having me, man, because uh, it's really good, especially brother to brother, man, to have some strong brothers to back us up to see what's going on in life and you know man i'm able to call you text you look you up any given second when i need that support <laughs> i feel the same way man again ladies and gentlemen we were texting each other this morning and this conversation because he, he said keep you caught me when i'm coaching football you caught me on the football field he said he said get back to me i'm 10 to 15 minutes i'm gonna be off this field and then we can have a conversation. This is what led to tonight's show. About, I mean, James is a, a, a licensed clinical social worker, college graduate. He did all he's supposed to do. But at the same time, you know, he's helping younger people, which, you know, we lost um, Bill Russell last week. And a lot of our, yeah. our a lot of our legends are, are going on. But, James, you, you, you see it all, brother. So what's going on? Well, we appreciate the LeBrons, the Kobe's. You know our great athletes do you think sometimes their schoolwork is taking a back seat ahead of their academic uh, uh, uh i should say their their athletic ability 
is taking a front seat over their academics. Do you see that? Uh, actually, I agree with you totally. Kind of like we talked about this morning. Uh, the reason I got that picture up behind me just to give a little story behind it. Um, that's a reunion of all the brothers that was up in Humboldt State. Um, with me, I, I was up in Humboldt State. Um, and then also, <laughs> my son is in it too. He, he ended up going full circle up to Humboldt State too. But it just showed where none of us got scholarships. It was Division Two. We used football or even track. Some of those people got up there doing track to be able to get our degree. That's kind of what we were talking about. It's a scholar athlete. And it didn't say athlete, then scholar. So we had to work hard. We had to, we all got our degrees. Everybody in that picture is either running their own business, doing something professional. So we all did make pro, but it's something different than sports. It's interesting you said that. You know, we talked about that. You are professional. You're just not a professional athlete, right? You, 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 yes. you're, 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 and, and I think that's what we wanted to talk about tonight. That, you know, ladies and gentlemen, your son or daughter is going to go pro in something. You know, what is it going to be? We don't know. It may not be the NBA, it may not be the NFL, it may not be the uh, Major League Baseball, but your child is going to go pro in something. So what should parents be doing? Because like you said it, we are not, especially as a culture, James, for some odd reason, when our children are born, when they're in the crib, we put balls in their hands instead of books. Can you talk about why that is? Okay. Um, I'll give you the example we kind of talked about earlier. So when my son was in the 11th grade, we went to a combine Um I can't remember if it was the Nike combine or who was putting it on, but um, it was a couple of old Raiders there. Uh, one of the quarterbacks was there, uh, Rich Gannon, but Lincoln Kennedy, one of the old linemen was there. And Lincoln got up there and he had everybody up there stand up, had to be about four to 500 kids. And he told them, okay, anybody in blue shorts, sit down. Anybody wearing socks, sit down. Anybody wearing white shirts, sit down. It came down about five people left that were standing. And he said, out of that, maybe one of you guys will make it to the NFL. But then the other thing that really sat in and really got people was a little example he did. He put a football on the ground, and he told people to come up and said, okay, can you stand on that football without any help? People tried. Of course, they fell off. Uh, he even offered some money. If you stand on there without no help, I'd give you $1,000. <laughs> Nobody can do it. The next thing he did really sat in. He said, okay, now I want the same people to come back up here. He stood five books on top of each other. He said, now stand on that, that, that stack of books. Of course, everybody could. So what are we teaching our kids? Are we teaching them, you know what? As Pop Warner, and I've been a Pop Warner coach, and I got parents coming up to me, oh, he going to make it to the NFL. Why don't, why don't teach them, you know what? Do your books, get your studying. You're making it pro in something. Um, right. I mean, it's like that video that was going around now where the father is talking with his kid and he told him, son, you can actually be anything you want to be. Have you ever decided anything else besides sports? Because um, the kid caught him a really good catch. He was maybe eight, nine years old. Like, man, you got great hands. And so he said, you know what? You can really be anything you want to. And he said, why not be some of the Athletes that made it to, I mean, not athletes, but some of the great professional surgeons that's black. Some of the great professional athletes that, uh, astronauts that's black. Um, but are we told about them? 
are we told about the black person who made it and actually was on the moon? <laughs> or are we told about the the doctor? Remember, I was talking a little earlier too, and this one really great professional cardiologist, one of the top out here, that's black. He made it pro. Right. He's a professional heart doctor. He's a professional cardiologist. But I, I want to go back to my original question. Yep. In our community, okay, why are we putting baseballs, footballs, and basketballs in cribs instead of books? Because that's what's, unfortunately, man, that's the role model that's out there. That's the one he looked at. Come on, we brother to brother now. Tell, we in the barbershop right now. We in the barbershop right now. <laughs> what you see when you turn on TV? What you see when you driving down the street and look on a billboard? Who we talking about every night? Oh, man, did you see how many uh, touchdowns that uh, Adams got? Did you see how many uh, touchdowns that Lamar Jackson threw? Did you see how many baskets LeBron James made? Did you see how Curry changed the game in basketball shooting? We not out there talking about, did you just see that brother that saved 20 lives in the surgery? It's what we portray, what we put out there, what we put on TV. And then in the neighborhood, let's go back there. You said we brother to brother, let's go in the neighborhood. What do we see? I grew up in the streets of Richmond. Who had the money? If it wasn't an athlete, it was the drug dealers. That was the only way to get ahead. You said, we're just going to be real with it. Is that how do you see it? And it's fast money. Oh, you know what? Um, dad working two or three jobs. I barely got new tennis shoes. I'm wearing my hand-me-down clothes from my older brothers and cousins. But if I go flip this over here, I can make some quick money. Okay. Okay. So I, I hear you saying this. It's obviously there's, a, there's an economic uh, yes. reason why. Because we all want the best. We all want to do better. We all want to, we all want to ascribe. And again, we're not saying that a child, especially an African-American young man, should not, that that be a goal that he, you know, make it to the NFL, the NBA. We're not saying that. We want him to. We want him to do the best. But yes. parents, just in case, because as you know now, I have, I have the pleasure of, of, of a professor at my local junior college. And, and I have to be honest with you, parents, we brother the brother right now, brothers. You know, your son may average 4.5 yards per carry, but that's also his reading level. Man, and you know so why that is? It's, it's, a, it's also this thing called, um, and people are going to be mad at me, but we're keeping it real. No child left behind. You're going to leave hmm. the money behind, but yet, so I can get four Fs and a D and make it to the fourth grade. Four Fs and a D and make it to the ninth grade. Five years, right? And not even pass and get and graduate, and graduate, and graduate. Yeah, I got so, a fourth grade reading talent. Got a fourth grade, and again, and again, we're not trying to be disrespectful. We're not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. But what will a fourth grade reading level do for a kid who blows his knee out in his senior year in high school and junior college, or I should say, second year, right? Blows his knee out, doesn't get the D1, because you know a lot of kids want to go D1. Not everybody's going D1. I'm gonna have a, a another brother friend of mine here. He's a cold doc, cold cat. He's gonna talk about the, the myth of the D1, right? Uh, a lot of your a lot of our sons 
if you know you five two on a on a on a good day, you're not playing for the University of Alabama. Let's just be honest about it. You're not nope. going right. Nope. So he's going to talk about that myth. But if if he gets hurt, and he's got a fifth grade reading level, what opportunities are really available for him if if, if he doesn't pick that up? And you well, see, I, that's I can really back that up too. I can back that one up where you said what opportunity. So. I mean, that could be devastating to somebody, especially somebody who doesn't have anything else to fall back on. So now they're stuck. They're like, they've been told all their life that they're going to make it into the pros, Division One. They make money that way. And then all of a sudden, everybody that was there for their support, they're not around no more. Now that the press is sitting in, um, if they were hit, if they got hurt and they were pushed to keep playing and they was on even medication to help with that, now that's gone too. So then they go okay. find some other type of medication to do because they're still in pain. So let me and ask you this question. Do we do more damage telling our sons, especially African-American boys, knowing the odds? And again, we're not trying to take away their dream. Are we doing damage as, as role models, as uncles, as cousins, as brothers? So, yo, man, when he runs a little 40-yard pop warner touchdown, that he going to be the next Barry Sanders. Are we doing more damage? So, yes and no. It depends on what else we saying to that child. Okay. If that's all we saying, then, yeah, we might be doing a lot of damage. But if we saying, you know, hey, that was a great run. You ran a 40-yard touchdown. You really fast and stuff. And you know what? Man, we going out because you just actually got straight A's on that test. You got 100% on the test. So you what should we... What should we as adults, because the football season is here now. We got a new school year. Pop Warner going right. to be jumping off here in a minute. Uh, high school football going to be jumping off here in a minute. And as older men now, we've seen this cycle. Because, you know, James, we, we all know the cat. When we go back home, we go back on the block. You, 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 you're a professional. I'm a professional. But there's always that cat on the block that talks about, how he busted your behind for 22 that Thursday night. You know what I mean? When he, uh, when he just hanging out, you, we all got that cat, right? Man, I busted you up that night. You know, how, how do, how do we, what message should we be sending our younger people? Because we know better, James, you and I know better that the chances of that young man that had that 40 young run at pop Warner to him being the next Barry Sanders or Emmitt Smith in the NFL or, 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 or Lamar Jackson, the funnel gets very, very thin. We're not saying it can happen, but the yeah. funnel gets thin. What messages to we as adults that are on the sideline this season and forward, what messages should we be sending these young men, especially well, as like African-American men? Like you said a little earlier, too, so I also do coach, um, you know, at South Bakersfield High School, and um, you also got to put the message into them so, like, the kids can't play unless they got at least a 2.0. But we don't shoot for a 2.0. We're shooting for three and above. We're shooting for the best you could do in the academics as well. Like you said, you want to put the scholar back into the athlete. Because if you don't make it to that level, you got something to fall back on. So you got to push that as well. Yeah, you did really good. You ran for 200 yards last night. But you, uh, what else did you do in the school? What else did you do in your class? What else did you do in your community? You see a lot of players that actually come back and they're doing a lot in their community uh, once they make it big. But we got to promote 
to the kids also something else as far as with the professionalism, as far as how to go pro. Because you're right. You're going to go pro at something, yes. right? We're all going to go pro at something. The question is, in what? Exactly. <laughs> in what? And, and I firmly believe, especially our generation, bro, we've seen it. We've seen it. And I'm, and this is what this show's about. We have to stop perpetuating. Look, man, I'm so proud of you. You threw for 300. You ran for 100. You put up 32 last night. You had a triple-double. But how did you do on that English exam? Right? Yep. Exactly. And we're just, unfortunately, I'm going to say this, that may make people wrong. Black men are more known for our bodies Come on. than a lot of times for our brains. We Right? And yeah. we have to be able to flip that because we it was do. interesting. I was in the bank today and I was talking to the bank teller and, and she was talking about how the argument they had in her, in her household was which type of doctor was her son going to be? Was he going hmm. to be a plastic surgeon or a cardiologist? Right. That was okay. the argument they had in Disneyland. See the different hmm. level. Different mentality. That's what you teach. Different mentality. Um, now, can right. our boys be 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 cardiologists? Yes. Can they yes, be they nuclear can. physicists? Yes. Can they be astronauts? Yes. Can they be licensed clinical social workers? Yes. Can they be professors? Yes. Can they be economists? Yes. But we have to tell that message. Would you agree or disagree with me? I agree. If we don't tell them, you don't know what you could be. If all you're being told is you're going to be a professional athlete, that's all that you know. That's all that you work towards, especially, too, you know, the ones that's with that God-given ability and talent. A lot of times, unfortunately, they handed some things, if you know what I mean. Grades kind of come free. The people we mad at me, but we telling the truth. <laughs> you tell them to win the shot, bro. Win the shot. Win the shot. Then all of a sudden, they can't use you no more. You're stuck. And... I got my private practice, but at the same time, I also work in Washington State Prison. So uh -oh. some of them that was kind of stuck and left where they couldn't make that dream, all of a sudden went to something that was different. And they were they on the other side over there. They're on the other side now. They, they got a professional they orange do, uniform. The best at this, the best at that, did this on Friday night. But they over here now on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. For a long season, huh? A long season. That's a season. long, long season. Because I think but it's very important, James. Again, we talked about it this morning that we have to show our young African-American men they have more value than just for what they do on Friday and Saturday night, right? Yeah. They have more value than just how many points they put up. They have more value. And here's another thing. If you got girls outside of the WNBA, what are they going to do? Man. But it's what you're being told and taught. Like you said, what are we raising them to be? Um, growing up, I knew my <laughs> my parents was, you going to college. That's what was showed. That's what was taught to me. It wasn't almost even a choice. You going to college. You need to get, I remember in the fourth grade once, I had all A's and in this one class, a B all year long. And I was told by Pops, how come I never raised that B? But it's what you said. I'm like, well, man, I had all A's and everything else. But again, it's what you taught, where you headed. Um, the 
talent that you build up here never go away. This oh, talent physically, it's gonna go away at some time. I'm not gonna always run a 44 40. I'm gonna actually add some weight onto my body the older I get. Right. It's gonna be so. Somebody. Let me ask you this question. You're the licensed uh -huh. clinical social worker. Yes, sir. Let's go back again. That's what you do. You understand the brain. You understand systems. What can we do as African-American men and parents and uncles and cousins to begin to change the narrative with our young people? That, yes, we have, we are entertainers. We appreciate that. However, if you're blowing, what else, you can do something else than just entertain the masses. Does that make any sense what I'm saying, James? Oh, yeah, definitely. You change the mind and you change the thought process, you build somebody stronger. I'm, a, I'm only who I am from what or how I grew up, if you know what I mean. So fortunately for me, when I got to Humboldt, you see that group of guys is back there behind me. Man, if I stepped out of line or something like that, they was actually there too for support. They right. helped me to stay straight. They made sure I was going to get to my degree at the same time as well. Yeah, we, it was college. We did some things and stuff. Yeah, happened. Was college. That's right, right. <laughs> so, and then take that even a step further. So when you say what we could do, it's a community that could do it. Because when I linked up with you and the other brothers in this men's group, I saw that it was actually some other support too to keep going in life. People that don't have that end up failing in life. It's that support. I went back and got my master's 12 to 13 years after graduating from my undergrad. Different things happened in life, things like that. But I had a support system of people that kept telling me that the sky is the limit on what I could do. Um, I remember in my undergraduate, I was going back home to the Bay Area because I was at Humboldt State, again, like they're up there for my undergrad. Um, and I was a mentor for like, kids in a severe, mostly disturbed uh, group homes, like ages 7 to 11. Um, and it was some kids, again, mostly disturbed because of what they actually went through, if you know emotionally disturbed. One of the kids was 11 years old. Um, we'll keep it real. He got molested by different men by the age of 11. That's why he was in the group home. Man, I treated him like my little brother, did some things with him. Um, actually took him up and took a couple of humble games. Um, Fast forward 10 years later, this man walked up to my sister and was like, aren't you Jimmy's sister? Everybody knows about Jimmy, but um, <laughs> I love just telling the story, though, because he just shows me up every time. But she was like, yeah, she didn't know who he was. He said, well, just tell your brother thank you. She's like, wait, what do you mean? And he explained the story that, you know what? At 11, that was the first positive male role model for me. And now at 21, I'm actually in college. I'm engaged to get married. And I'm living a positive life. But it came from, again, like a community. Somebody, I mean, I, you don't think about that. You're not doing that to, to hear some stories like that. You're doing that when you first come across a little kid like that, just to give them something positive to hold on to. Some of them kids I coach, they they going home. They babysitting until 11, 12 at night because the parents are working and never really there. Right. And it's not, I mean, and they have to, so it's nothing there. But again, who's raised the kids? We got to be able to raise them in a positive way, or else they're not gonna make it in life. They're not gonna make it to pro. We got, and they got to see that they can. Um, you could be a, a professional musician, like you said, 
surgeon, brain surgeon. You could be anything you want as long as you told it and you believe it. Going back so 12, 13 years We have later, to do a better job at telling our children what they can become outside of uh, outside of sports. Their athletic ability. Is that did exactly. I did I get that correct? You got it correct because it's not it, that won't. That's only going to take you so far. You see, um, uh, let's use that. Let's use some of the guys that actually made it into the NFL four years later, bro. Or you see some guys that made it to the NBA all of a sudden millions, and then all of a sudden you hear this something horrible that happened. I won't go into those different things, but because of different choices that they made. But it's like, what what, what are you being taught? What are you learning on how to be a man. Wow. See, that's a whole other conversation that we may even have to deconstruct our own family structures, right? That's uh, true. Because, and then when you go back to value, I don't, you know, we probably, that's probably, we most likely have to do a better job of telling our young men the value they have outside, again, Friday night or Saturday night, that they have that's value. True. Outside of the football court, outside of the outside of the basketball court, so that they can see themselves doing something other than, you know, dribbling a basketball or running up and down that field. Yeah, because your personal value go a long way also in your mental health. If I don't believe in myself, my mental health is gonna be gone. It's gonna be done. Uh if I don't like know I could get through obstacles, if I don't know. When I do something that I actually is a learning experience and how to improve myself and do better, I could be stuck in my own mind and not go forward. If I don't know how to get over some feelings of anxiety, some feelings of nervousness, and somebody show me or teach me how to use that in a positive way, it's going to totally keep me trapped. And you are a professional in helping people do that, right? That's what you do. <laughs> that, that's what you do. Let me put your phone number. Right you know, if there's no one doesn't see the video, his 661-575-5651 is James Holland, licensed clinical social worker at 661-575-5651. Oh, and you know the office number is uh 661-264-6428. And that, that's the Say it again. Number. Say it again. 661 264-6428. So people can call you, man, to help their young people and themselves with their mindfulness, with their mental oh, health, definitely. with their value. Again, outside of what they do f- under the Friday night lights, that our children have value outside of that. And we also have to, James, we got to retrain society to value our brains over our body as well. Right? That's true. We have so there's this whole cycle, and one show isn't. You probably got a call right there. One show <laughs> probably is not going to do it, but I think this is what brother the brothers about having conversations because I'm going to do a series on this. I'm going to have an ex Harlem Globetrotter on. I'm going to have right. my friend who played for Jim Beheim at the uh, University of Syracuse. Going to have a friend of mine who was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals on. But they're doing stuff outside of their profession, outside of athletes, uh, being an athlete, and how their lives have transformed because of that. Because I firmly believe, I I, I get them in our classroom, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say, we are not saying that your son or daughter won't make it. That's not what we're saying. 
what we are saying, we have to put an additional value on their brains on top of their athletic ability that we put the student back in student athlete. We put the scholar back in scholar athlete. That's what Mr. Holland and I are having a conversation with. This, you know, That's man, right. we've been going on for almost 30 minutes, brother. Uh, can where did the time go? Man. To wrap up, James, what would how would you how would you wrap this up as 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 again, you you are you professional, Humboldt State, licensed clinical social worker, play ball. What would you tell that that those brothers right now? What would you tell them? And even if there's a young man listening, what parting piece of advice or wisdom would you offer him? Man, continue to work hard on the dreams that you have. So it's not just a dream, but make that into a goal. Um, but also to make sure you incorporate that dream with other options. Because when we get focused on one thing and that's all we push to do and it don't happen, it's devastating. You got to be able to have other outlets. You got to be able to have something to fall back on. You got to be able to have your focus. Believe it or not, you're really good in more than one thing. And we're not told that. And even if you're not with some hard work and effort from your part, you become good at something else. It just takes the time to do it. Don't you're gonna fall down a couple of times, but keep getting back up. Okay. See, that's perfect, man. That's that's absolutely perfect. I think a young person or some parents, hopefully that encourages them. Yeah, work on your skill, work on your footwork, work on your free throws, work at it. But at the same time, work on your science, work on your English, work on your chemistry, work on your calculus, work on your algebra. Did I did I did I get that correct? You got it correct. And also, too, man, it's mental health is really coming up a lot. You see it in a lot of different uh, 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 avenues right now. You see it on social media. You see a, some it's even in uh, people follow actors and, and celebrities. And then all of a sudden it's like now it's something big. But it's always been there. Get your mental health straight. Don't be scared to say, you know what, I need to talk to somebody. Don't be scared to admit that you had these feelings of anxiety or stress or depression or um, at Humboldt State, my senior projects was women's issues. I was the only male in this one woman's class. So every time they wanted a male's point of view, they kept coming to me. I'll be honest. <laughs> There's no difference in the issues. The only difference is how we respond to them. Women actually okay with showing their emotions. Men, we taught not to. And you holding all that up inside one day it'll bottle up and explode, and there you have it. But it's okay to get some help to talk to somebody. And even with the kids, too, sometimes the kids are so nervous and so stressed thinking that they might let mom down or dad down that, man, let them go and talk to somebody that they feel comfortable with. Even if, say, I have some kids come to me, 9 years old, 10 years old, 7 years old, 8-year-old, and down the road or a few weeks down, uh, a few weeks, few months, you feel like, oh, you know what? No, it's no improvement. No knock on me. It could even be just a mix between the, the therapist and the kid, but let the kid get another chance with somebody else. Don't just knock the therapy, man. Therapy that got me a long way. I'll be honest with you. Therapists get therapy. <laughs> they 
said therapists get therapists. <laughs> I would if imagine. You know, you know, I would imagine so. Right behind you, man. <laughs> I would imagine so. Well, well, brother Holland, thank you so much for taking the time. Again, you're in the first of a series. Next couple of weeks, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get my ex Globe Trotter on or my next ex, you know, Bayheim uh, University of Syracuse guy on where we can continue to encourage our parents and our young people. Yes, go for your dream. But at the same time, the same work you're working on, your footwork, your layup drills, your step back, you, you, you're stepping it up also in the classroom. So, brother, I want to say thank you for your time. Again, oh, no put your number out there. If somebody needs some help, what was the office number again, James? 661-264-6428. Uh, and you know what? Um, I guarantee you, some of them brothers that's up in that picture behind me, man, down the road, would love to come onto a car pass. I mean, podcast, man. Man, you well, they're your boys. You got my number. Let's make it happen, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> I know my Island on you right now, listening. So <laughs> I, I, I want, I want to talk to African American men specifically. That's what brother the brother is about, so that we help one another. That's we, we hear about the battle, how we hurt one another but no one's talking about how we help one another and this is what this podcast and i'm sure there's others across the nation are about so with that said i want to say thank you again to my big homie james holland i want to thank our sponsors ladies and gentlemen you'll see this on youtube feel free to like and subscribe share this with your friends especially those of us that as curtis mayfield said are darker than blue so please share this let's have this conversation have a great season, not only on the football or basketball, football field or the basketball court, but also in the classroom, young people. In the classroom. So in the classroom. So with that, I want to close it out again. Thanks again to my sponsors, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Y'all have a blessed one. Yes,